Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome into the Quotable Monday. We will have a quote here, but I really want to talk about awakening, spiritual awakening. What does it mean to spiritually awaken? Well, I, you know, in thinking about it, I couldn't specifically put it into words, so I looked it up. I googled it, and it says this, Spiritual awakening is a term given to describe a subjective experience in which an individual's ego transcends their ordinary, finite sense of self to encompass a wider, infinite sense of truth or reality. Now, if I was to put it in my words, I would say... Mm, Pretty, pretty close to the same thing. It's not exactly the same words, but it's pretty close, pretty close. It's basically coming into a knowing that you are more than your physical self. And that can happen spontaneously in one burst of enlightenment, or it can also happen gradually over time, incrementally, belief by belief. I can honestly say that I've been on my spiritual path since I was eight years old. Because in retrospect, I can look at different circumstances, different events, different ideas that had been entering in my mind. I was being exposed to different ideas that were unraveling this whole concept of a 3D world, of the material world, and uh, and suggesting that we were so much more, that we were a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. And that's today's quote. And I'm not quoting Wayne Dyer, even though Wayne Dyer said it a lot. A lot of other spiritual teachers have said a lot. I've said it a lot. But I am quoting the Catholic mystic, the French Catholic mystic, Teilhard de Chardin. He wrote that we are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. When I first read that, I said, yes, yes, that's true. And I understood it. But an understanding is not necessarily a knowing. Like, I can understand the mechanics and process of riding a bike. But until I get my butt in the seat, pedaling down the street, learning to maintain my balance, taking a few spills, dumping myself into the gravel, until I do that, I don't have a knowing. But once I have the knowing, it cannot be taken away. I haven't ridden a bike in 10 years. Not because I haven't wanted to, because I've had a flat and I've been too lazy to go fix the flat. Not that it's the flat itself, fixing the tire, that's not a big deal. But I put it in the garage and the other things are stacked up there. And now I have to dig my way into it in order to pull it out and actually fix it and then begin riding it. And I just haven't gotten around to it. But even so, even so, even so I haven't ridden a bike in 10 years, I know without a doubt I can get on a bike today, right now, if I wanted to and start pedaling, and be able to maintain my balance just like I did when I was eight. Because it's a knowing. It's a in-my-bones knowing to the core of who I am. When you have a piece of information in your body like that, it is unflappable. But when I first read that quote by Teilhard, it was an understanding. It was a yes, an agreement. It resonated with me. It wasn't yet a knowing, because I was entrenched in the physical world. Even though, starting at age 13, I had many, many mystical experiences 
exploring altered states, putting myself in a trance, I had indications that there was a whole lot more, but I was still, my mind was still tied to my physical body. But even so, those experiences gave me a hint, a glimmer of what was possible. And so I began leaning in that direction. And I can remember describing myself as a seeker. Now, I've come to not really like that term anymore. And in a moment, I'll tell you why. But I understand a lot of you describe yourself as a spiritual seeker. My hope is, after this podcast episode, that you will give that up. Give it up forever. And this is why. But before I go right into my rationale, I want to give you a little lesson on inference and an implied belief. This is a very hypnotic phenomena, and I won't go into the whole realm of it, but I'll point to it, and you'll kind of get the idea of it. So if I say that I'm a seeker, there's something that is presupposed, an idea that is inferred to be true in order for the idea for me to be a seeker can be true. And what that implied belief is, that whatever I'm seeking, the spiritual truth I'm seeking, lies outside of me. So, as we're in the process of seeking the spiritual truth, we are unconsciously creating ourselves as less than, not knowing, incomplete, insufficient. We're waiting for that moment where we become enlightened, where we come in contact with that spiritual truth that will make all the difference. And so, people seek teachers, they seek experiences, they seek books, They listen to podcasts. And I can't speak for all the podcasters out there, all the teachers out there, but from my point of view, what my desire is, what my motivation is in in presenting this information is not to add something to you, but to jar something loose, to jar an awakening, an awareness that the divine is already inside you. You have never not been on your spiritual path. You've always been leaning towards your spiritual fulfillment, always leaning towards coming back home to the divine, to have a direct knowing of all it is. See, the story goes like this. If you accept that we are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience, then from the moment we're born, our existence in physical form is a play of consciousness. Because In reality, we are so much more, so much more immense. Yet, if we did not forget the fact that we were a spiritual being, this whole journey as a human being would be pointless. So, as we forget consciously in our brain of that connection, we are still connected to the greater whole, the expanse of being, the spiritual aspect of who we are. We are one and the same. We're not separated just because we're in physical form. We're still connected to that greater aspect that is all that is. It's been referred to as the higher self, the oversoul, the soul, the inner being. And I have to admit, when I was younger and tried to conceptualize my higher self, it seemed like it was separate from me. It was like somewhere above or just out of reach and I, I struggle with the whole concept of connecting with my higher self. Again, I was in the concept of seeking. I didn't realize that my higher self was already within me and that my body, for the most part, existed inside 
my higher self, if you want to think of it in dimensional terms. But I admit that it occurred to me that the higher self was outside of me because I was still in that idea of seeking. I was seeking you know, connection to all that is outside of myself. But it was when I was 27, you know, just before my 28th birthday, when I had a kundalini awakening. And that's when I had the experience of leaving my body several times throughout the night and eventually and eventually leaving the house where I was, leaving the planet and soaring, merging with all that is. And it was after that moment, after that transpersonal experience where I transcended my personal identity, that I had a direct knowing that I was connected to all that is. And so that quote, we are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience, was so much more profound. It was the truth. I knew it. I knew it in my bones. I knew it in my heart. But I also had a distinction. I was aware of an idea that I want to plant in your consciousness, and that is that you have been in your return to all that is from the moment you are born. Your soul has been yearning to reconnect with all that is, to have a direct knowing of God, to have a direct knowing of your divinity. And so I guess you could say that the spiritual path is the soul's yearning to reconnect with the divine. But what's important to know is that this reconnection is inevitable. And unlike when I was born, things are happening a lot faster, faster and faster from decade to decade to decade. And so if you're born in the 80s, you're already coming in kind of pre-wired to have a spiritual awakening. And so those of you listening, no matter when you are born, have been attracting circumstances, have been attracting ideas, have been attracting people in order to help open you up, to allow you to surrender to your greater self, surrender to your higher self, to the divine. So while it has felt like you've been seeking out information, seeking out discoveries, what's really happening is that your soul has been attracting the circumstances to allow you to wake up. Now, something to understand here, since it is inevitable that you will wake up, that you are in the process of waking up, the question is, are you going to do it gracefully or are you going to do it with a little bit of struggle? This is a big reason why I created this online summit, the the spiritual adventure, the gathering of saints, to where I could interview different people, different teachers, different spiritual teachers, healers, psychics, people on the spiritual path that they can relay and talk about their spiritual journey and their unfoldment, their epiphanies. Now, in these interviews, just about every one of them has had a crisis occur in their life, a health crisis, a mental crisis, addictions. And what's been intriguing to me by comparison, I've had a relatively easy awakening, an easy unfoldment. Now, I think part of the thing that gave me that sense of ease is that I was not necessarily attached to much that was going on in my life. I wasn't really attached to the material things. I wasn't attached to the people that I had surrounded myself with. And I have to admit, while that first year, everything shifted, everything changed, like the tower card in the tarot. Everything was demolished. Everything was torn down. My relationships changed. My my location changed, where I lived, the th- what I did for a living. Everything changed and morphed. But again, I was just along for the ride. I was just in the adventure of it. I was in the excitement of it, 
just to see. And it was not necessarily comfortable, but it wasn't really uncomfortable. It just was different. And I can see if I had been attached to the circumstances of my life, attached to the people, the relationships, that it would have been a lot more difficult. But also, too, by this time, I'd already been meditating for 15 years. But I tell you all that not to impress you, but to impress upon you that you can either go willingly or you can go struggling. And a lot of people raise their hand and say, I'd rather struggle. I'd rather not give up this stuff. I'm kind of attached to my ego. I'm kind of attached to you know, this perspective on reality. Well, it's been my experience that you're going to have a shakeup. And some of you have already had that kind of shakeup. One of the presenters that I have in the the Spiritual Adventure, The Gathering of Saints. One of my saints is Tricia Barker Barton. She just recently got married, but she had a near-death experience when she was 21, 22. She was in a severe car accident. She ended up dying on the operating table. She's now in her 40s. She's a psychic. She's a spiritual teacher. She's also a college teacher. She teaches English. And she has a book called Angels in the O.R., But I'm going to let her tell you the story, because I'm sure you're going to sign up for The Spiritual Adventure, which is free. Just go to yesdaniel.com and look for the link. But Trisha's experience, the near-death experience, and there's been thousands of people that have had near-death experiences. I first was introduced to Trisha by Janice Holden, and Janice was the director of INNs, which is the International Association of Near-Death Studies. Janice has never had a near-death experience of her own, but she's been a researcher and an investigator, and she's an after-death communicator. But she was the editor of 20 years of research in near-death experiences. And what they found is that from culture to culture, country to country, religion to religion, many of the experiences, many of the accounts that were reported back were similar, almost identical with only a few variances. But what I've been especially intrigued about in near-death experiences is not so much that people died and come back to life, but the fact that they've been able to recount what's on the other side, talk about what's after death. And frankly, it's beautiful. And while I've been intrigued by the whole process, the whole dynamic of near-death experiences, I'm happy that I did not have to go through the near-death part. But, like I said earlier, some people need the struggle. Some people need a slap on the face or a slap on the rear in order to wake up. And this is a big reason why I created this online summit, bringing all these teachers together, bringing all these examples, bringing the process of the spiritual journey. See, a lot of people have asked me over the years, what's my spiritual practice? And my spiritual practice is my life. It's not separate from my day-to-day. It is intimately integrated And like I said in my younger years, it occurred to me that my higher self was outside of me. I was disconnected from it. Today, I have a blended experience. I have an easy rapport with all that is, an easy rapport with my other-than-conscious mind. And so what I want for you is for you to have an easy time on your spiritual journey. And this is why I created this online summit, (laughs) created it. I was given the idea. It was gifted to me. It was a download from the universe, and frankly, the way it's come together, if I had to do it on my own, it probably wouldn't have happened. And so in the context of Law of Attraction, I received the download, I've been taking inspired action day after day after day, and it's been coming together. And who knows how it's going to end up. 
In fact, I already know that there's going to be a second summit with a whole new group of teachers, and more than likely, a third one after that. But to get back to the point, the reason this was being created, the reason this is being put forward is so that you can have an easy time on your spiritual journey, an easier time. You're still going to have the struggles. You're still going to have to let go of your ego. You're still going to have to move past your conscious mind. But if you have a practice in place, if you have ideas that are there, you know what you're getting into. And so I like to refer to this as spiritual equipping, equipping you for the journey. Almost like an outfitter would equip you for a mountain trek. And you might be asking, if this is inevitable, if my spirit is already on his journey, if I'm already on my path to reconnect, why do I need the summit? Why do I need assistance in this area? Well, you don't need it. You don't need the assistance. You might want it, and you don't know if you don't want it unless you check it out. But with that said, things are happening faster and faster. Della Rose Ruby Meyer is going to do a forecast for 2023. And one of the things that she says, in 2023, things are going to accelerate even faster. There's going to be a lot more turmoil in the physical world. And those of you on this spiritual path, the illusion of the 3D world, of the material world, will begin falling away. It won't disappear, but you'll be operating from a higher dimension of consciousness, a higher perspective, a different perspective, you'll be able to see multiple levels of reality. There are some of us that already see this, that already operate in an extended realm. And with that said, when you wake up, when you have this moment, this epiphany, this reconnection, this rewiring to a, an expanded reality, it is a bit disorienting. It took me the better part of 20 years to connect all the dots, to begin putting things together, to becoming, to really arrive at a blended experience. And what I mean by that is my intuition is not something I turn on and off. It's just always there. It's always connected, always available. But I have an admission to make. Even though I feel that I'm somewhat worldly, somewhat wise, uh, tongue-in-cheek there, I have learned in doing these interviews for the spiritual adventure, the gathering of saints, each and every interview, I've learned something. My mind has been expanded. The ideas of what I think was possible have been redefined. You see, to some extent, all I know is all I know. What I don't know, I don't necessarily know. I don't know it. And in talking to these other teachers, I hear what they're up to. I hear how they perceive things. And it just gives me a different perspective, a different angle. It creates finer and finer distinctions so I can control my reality even more, where I can control my experience or guide my experiences probably more appropriately said. For instance, on Friday, I had a conversation with Mary Burke Kelly. Mary is a senior teacher with Acutonics, which is about sound healing. And she has developed a technique for fifth dimensional healing or distance healing. And she's also developed a process of asynchronous healing. A lot of times when people provide healing for someone else or as a healing facilitator for someone else, that person's in the room, that person's on the call, they're on, you know, on Zoom. And there's a, a, a moment-to-moment synchronous event going on. But in addition to this five-dimensional process that she's created, she's also created this event where she can do a healing, create the sounds in the name of a person, and they not even be present. They might be working at home or working on the job. And later, 
when they have a moment, they receive the download. And so she's been facilitating this healing process at a distance and also without them not even being connected to her at the time that she's performing the sound healing. All this was made possible. I mean, the reason it was called into being why she developed these techniques is because of the pandemic. There was a shutdown. She wasn't able to see clients. And she started developing these Zoom classes and Zoom healings. And it just evolved from there out of necessity. And that conversation reshaped my conception of time and space. So, my friend, I'm going to extend the invitation one more time. If you haven't yet registered, if you haven't yet got your free ticket to participate in my online summit, The Spiritual Adventure, A Gathering of Saints, you can do so at YesDaniel.com. And how can you forget Yes Daniel? Yes, Daniel. YesDaniel.com. The link is right there, and I don't know if I need to explain it, but the spiritual adventure is the human experience. And if you're one of those people that can't wait to leave your body, can't wait to transition to all it is, and you're saying, this is the last time I'm coming back here, I say, dude, you signed up for this. Why would you want to be anything other than a human being? What an adventure. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 